Welcome to Modern Day Abigails, a women's outreach of Calvary Chapel Pearland. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform, and where we can become the women God created us to be. It's just little by little. And then he's like, oh, I want to get married. So we were, quote, engaged. Now, mind you, the guy didn't really have a job. We never went on a date. and He didn't have a car. Mom's very convinced he was using me because I had a car. Um, I did have, um, I did Again, babysit. Again, predator. Yeah. And I, but I didn't know. All right. So right, I, of course. Yeah. I had no idea. Never been in, around a guy before like that. Ladies, take um, notes of all these red flags from our testimonies. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm telling Ray he can come home if he needs to, and we'll just shut the door. Okay. Uh, yeah, he sets up our situation for us to record, and then he leaves so that we can have a quiet house or whatever. But he's been gone for quite a while because yeah. we sat and chatted for an hour before we even started recording. Yeah. So poor thing. I know. He's been out of the house the whole time. <laughs> yeah. He- Sorry, Ray. So, okay, so that's how it started slowly. Oh, let's let's get engaged. And then totally, we wound up doing a bet and I lost I lost the bet. So I let him do things I, I should not have let him do. Um, but it was like I said, it was conversations I never had with my mom. I didn't even know some of the stuff that he was doing existed. Um, but it is a difficult conversation to have with your kid. I had to have it with my son. It was it was not easy. So that's why he got the scientific version. <laughs> hey, by the time I was done, it was ew, gross. So exactly. I, I, I Good thought job. it was a win. Yeah, we we discussed it more though. When he got older, we discussed more and more. So um the next thing I know, um I'm I'm pregnant because I let him totally manipulate it. And once I got pregnant, it got even worse. It it, it went it got worse from that. And so um but I will tell you the weird part was is I got they did stop bullying me. I didn't get bullied after that. Interesting. I had more friends than ever after that. I actually enjoyed school after even being pregnant because I heard people talking about being pregnant in school. I actually had a great time being pregnant in school because everybody left me alone. I had friends. I know it's the weirdest thing. So, but that's not how the Lord intended to answer that. That was not the Lord's answer to prayer. So let's not, let's not, let's not confuse that. That was not the Lord's yeah, answer. Getting pregnant outside no. of wedlock is not yeah. the answer. And what he was also showing me is, I prayed wrong. I shouldn't have prayed, said, hey, Lord, I want a boyfriend to get out of being bullied. I should have prayed for my enemies and said, hey, I pray for my husband. I want to pray for a future husband. That's not how I prayed. Don't pray for a boyfriend. You pray for a future husband. And you pray for a godly man if you plan to get married. Um, so <coughs> so um, let's see. Um, like I said, my mom was kind of, my mom thinks that he was intending to move in with us, but my parents were like, no, that ain't happening. So I wound up moving in with his family, which is what the Lord intended, because I saw a very different life. Um, I saw a life of abuse. I saw a life of screaming and yelling. I saw a life of drunkenness and accusations. And I just, there was this whole new side of the world that I had never seen before. And I was living in it and it was horrible. Um, but the Lord, I, I can look back and see how the Lord never let me go. And he was there the whole time. Um, I did leave him once with the the intent to come back because he would just ignore me. It's like I didn't even exist. He would not talk and, and everything. But he was very abusive in his words. He started, so then when, he, when we moved out of his parents' house, we moved into our own apartment. 
that's when the real abuse really started. He um, he was always changing religion like socks. Um, I, I mean, no, but he never had a commitment to those religions, thankfully, because um, he did come home one day and told me that he was um, going to be Muslim. Um, put the Quran right next to the Holy Bible. I'm telling you, Joanna, the Lord was protecting me the whole time. It's my son, because my son now, because by now, you know, Stevie was there, but thankfully he didn't really have a whole lot to do with him. Uh, in fact, he made comments twice where he basically said, what was your decision to keep him? He said that several times. He said it once to my mom when I was at the hospital having him. And then later on to me, what was your decision to keep him? So he made it very clear. He cared less about the child. It was all about mm-hmm. him. Sure. And I don't know if he had another plan. I don't know what his plan was, but it wasn't, I guess, going the right way. But um, so when we did move out, that's when he started threatening to kill me, threatening to beat me. He said, the only reason I haven't beaten you is because I would kill you. Um, he started threatening to cut my head off. Um, not sure how he was going to plan on doing that. Did you have any machetes in no, the house? No, nor an axe. So I'm not sure how he's planning to do that, but he would threaten it quite often. Um, through chairs. Um, I remember one day he was screaming and yelling and threw a chair. And um, he, he ran out of the house and slammed the door. And I sat on the floor and started crying. And I'm like, Lord, I cannot do this for 50 years. Why 50 years? I don't know. That's just what came out of my mouth. But Stevie, he was so little and he comes up to me, but he was very articulate because he wasn't even two yet. And he comes up to me and he puts his hands on my shoulder. He goes, it'd be okay, mama. It'd be okay, mama. I mean, as a little kid, he was having to comfort me. And um, I can see him doing that. So, yeah, that's a kind of man. It's even now the kind of man yeah. that he grew up to be. Um, and I can still always see God's protection. I mean, and Stephen was very, very much into very much into porn. He was a liar all the time. Um, in fact, he would say he was so into porn. He got like, thank God we didn't have the Internet. We didn't have a computer. But he did drag me to those stupid video stores. I was so mortified. And I was just. I mean, it's not even a safe place. You, you, they, you got creepers. But oh, he would yeah. drag me into those places. I don't know why he had dragged me into it. I guess it was a control thing. And I hated it. He wanted you uh, in his world. Oh, yeah, he did. And um, very bad with the self-image. Like, he would tell me I need to do buns of steel. I was like 125 pounds, but I needed to do buns of steel. I was five foot five. I mean, I was like per- per- perfectly proportioned, and it was never good enough. Um, he would tr- make me watch porn. He got play as a playgirl yeah and he would say oh yeah you're right i shouldn't have that well the very next day on my my credit card statement is a new issue of playgirl you know and then he'd hand me the articles and say hey you need to read this because you need to be like this so it was a lot of sexual abuse because he wanted me to be like the porn stars and um that wasn't going to happen it wasn't going to go well and so ladies there is things wrong with porn and if you're into porn you need to get out because it affects your marriage because when you have a sexually abusive relationship, it's very difficult to go into another marriage and not have the sexual abuse upon you because you've learned things that you shouldn't have learned. Agreed. So stay away from it. And now I'm not saying don't forgive. If you have a guy who, who's been into porn, make sure he's out of it. Make sure you help him keep control. You know, make sure you help him to stay away from that world. You know, you, you, amazing what you can do to help him stay out of that world. So I start, the Lord started teaching me how to pray. And um, like one example is uh, the very first one is my gums were swelling and bleeding one day. And I, and I told the Lord, like, look, he's not going to let me go to the he's not going to let me go to the dentist. I, I don't know what to do. And he's like, change your toothpaste. And I'm like, it was so audible, Jana, Joanna. I'm look, looking around the house trying to figure out who said that. And I looked into Stevie's room and like, Anna, you know, he can't talk yet like that. Um, <laughs> but I heard it again change your toothpaste and then finally i'm like 
but Lord, I don't have more toothpaste. He's like, look down. There's more toothpaste, Joanna. I don't know where that toothpaste came from. <laughs> Gift straight from God. I guess because I changed my toothpaste and my gums quit selling and bleeding. So there was another time like it was raining outside. It was cold and wet and Stephen had to go to his job. And he says, you can go get the car. I don't want to get my shoes wet. Now, I was very prone to bronchitis, upper respiratory infections and pneumonia. And getting out in weather with cold water like that was not definitely not healthy for me. I had already had, I don't know if it was before then or after that, I had the flu or something and I had already passed out, but the Lord took care of my son while I was passed out. It was great. I woke up with this little face looking at me. Um, you know, he was, uh, he was safe. The Lord kept him safe, especially since he was playing with the jar of beads, but I couldn't get up. I was, I was so, I was just about to pass out when I saw him and there's nothing I could do, but he was fine. Lord watched over it. Cause I remember saying, Lord protect him. And then I was, I was out, I was blacked out. And then when I woke up and I didn't drink y'all. So I did everything I said I wasn't going to do before I was 21 and I couldn't afford to drink. So all of this was sober. Um, everything, every bit of it, oh, pregnant, married, bad marriage, all before I, I wasn't even 21 when I got divorced though. So, um, so, um, so when I say I blacked out, it wasn't from because I was drunk it was because I had the flu. So I go out there, my feet are soaking wet. I get to the car and the car had been off all night long. I turn it on and all this heat fell on my feet. Never felt that before in my life. And hi. Hi, honey. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, she's shutting the door so that we don't interrupt. Okay. He might have to hear this because I'm not sure I have much I've ever shared with him. Um, I know I have. Anyway, so um, so I go out there and all this warm air hits my feet. I don't know where that warm air came from. Never felt that before in my life. And I've driven that car many a times. So, excuse me. So I take him all over the place. He gets to his job, whatever. And that home that night, we're getting uh, ready and I'm uh, about to take a bath. And I'm like, Lord, this is going to be cold, wet, yucky socks. Do you know when I took off my shoes and socks, they were still warm? I had walked around in like a warm sauna all day long, and I didn't get sick. Oh, that's the Lord. Yep. The Lord knows. The Lord kept doing that. So he kept, as I kept praying, he was really developing my relationship with him. Um, So finally, I start praying. I'm like, Lord, can if we had, if he would just get a good job and we could make good money, we could, you know, because we were on food stamps and stuff like that. Of course, he had abandoned me on that. Um, he would, I had to go to the store. He would never go to it. And so we would, um, so I'm like, Lord, if he just get a good job, you know, that would, we would quit arguing and it, it'd get better. So the Lord's like, okay. And he wound <laughs> up with a job he shouldn't have had. Sometimes he he answers. Yeah, but mind. like, wait until you want yeah. to. Just wait. Keep just, going. Yeah. So he gets that job. Um, they were supposed, they said, this is how it came across. This is how I was told that they had actually offered him the amount of somebody who had a college degree, not realizing he didn't have it. Which I'm not sure how that, that was, that had to be the Lord. This is true. And so he wanted to make it good money. So we were actually doing good. Got off of food stamps. We're getting somewhere. Now, granted, I don't know how good we were doing because I wasn't allowed to look at the finances. I had no idea. And if I spent any money other than going to the grocery store, I was in trouble and I'd get yelled at and screamed at until he bought something. He bought all his clothes from the mall. Um, I, I had to go to Walmart and stuff. Um, if I bought school supplies, he would scream and yell until he could. This is when you could rent game stations. Very expensive. 
to rent and he'd go rent one and then he'd be okay. So, um, so he finally gets this good job. We're not arguing. We're not fussing. Um, his job was right around the corner from where I worked. It was perfect for one car. He would drop me off in the morning, go down the street, maybe five minutes. And he'd be at his work. Leave there. Come get me. We had the perfect situation. Found a good place for Stevie to stay out as a good daycare. And so on a Monday, we're driving home. He goes, hey, I think we need to get divorced. Wait, what? I'm like, can we um, go to marriage counseling um, and actually go? That's another story. Sorry, counselor, for not canceling the appointment like we were supposed to. But I told him to do it because it was his idea to cancel. He didn't. Um, he, uh, I said, what about going to church? I said, I even go to a Catholic church. Cause I think at that time he decided he was Catholic cause he was Irish. Okay. He's probably more German than Irish, but okay, whatever. Sense. Yeah. Not. I know. That's what he, that's what he told me. Um, he, uh, oh, he did go into, uh, I didn't say that he did go into the military for about a month. Didn't make it. They kicked him out. Um, he claims he had flat feet <clears throat> and that he couldn't stay. And they offered him to be a cook, and he said no. But I really don't know the true story. Hmm. Um, so, but um, so he's like, you know, um, I said so, and the reason being is like I think he on his dog, dog, dog tag. He said he was Catholic. That's how I found out. Um, we went to mass once, I see. <laughs> and I didn't understand it. But anyway, um, so I'm like, I said all these things. Can we do this, this, and this? He goes, Well, I guess we could, but wouldn't you rather go back home to your parents? And the thing is, is when I had left him the first time, just get his attention. And that was my intention, just to get his attention. You're ignoring me. You won't even talk to me. If I leave, it, it, well, first his mother said she agreed with me and then she backtracked, but whatever. Um, I had intended to go, but I had also told my mom I would only do that once. I wasn't going to do that again. And that's important for what's coming up. So wouldn't you want to go back to your parents? And he said, let me, I'll just tell you on Wednesday. I was so stupid, Joanna. Why would he take until Wednesday to tell me? Everybody has come back and told me, Anna, there was another woman. We guarantee you. Sure. That's yep. what everybody tells me. There was that's another what woman. That's what I've told you. Yeah. That's what you told me. Ray's told me that. I've had other people say, yeah, there's another woman. <laughs> um, I mean, he was already, I mean, the Lord said flat out, if you even lust after another woman, you've committed adultery. So he, with all the porn and stuff, he was committing adultery. I could tell you when he looked at another woman and wanted her, not me, but I was just available. I sure. mean, I, it's, yeah, it's very uh, terrible. Oh, I get it. Yeah. John was a sex, de- sex yeah. addict. So, totally get it. So it was, a long, it was a long two days. So Wednesday comes around, finally, we're driving home. I'm like, so what's going to happen? He goes, yeah, yeah, we're going to get divorced. You can leave Friday. I stayed until Friday, Joanna. Hey, Anna, <laughs> you were hoping things would change. I guess. You, I don't know what I was thinking, to be hoping. honest. I have no idea because I didn't like the situation I was in, but... He was so wishy-washy. You never yeah, knew what was going to happen on exactly. Friday. So I'm like, um, okay. So I told my parents. My mom could not contain her excitement. Just telling <laughs> you. She was very excited about that. And so Friday, um, I called her and said, hey, can you come get me? I got some stuff packed. And she said, yeah, I'm not kidding. On her way to get us. He looks at me and goes, hey, you want to do it one more time before she gets here? Mm. No, he saw the look on my face. Because he goes, oh, I guess not. Never mind, my son was right there in my arms. Yeah. He's a real winner. Oh, he was such a winner. Stand-up um, guy. Oh, yeah. And um, so um, Friday came oh, and... He gives me the willies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joanna, I was so stupid that the first time I ever went to his house, he lied to me about going to his house. He had told me his parents were home. They were not. Then he's like, oh, they'll be right back. He lied to me. And I just thought I could trust myself. That was stupid. Um, he had girls' panties hanging up in his wall. I didn't know that wasn't normal. 
I don't even know why I thought that. I was like, what is that? And I forgot what, he, what excuse he gave me. I don't know. Anyway, that's that was a red flag. Yeah. But I didn't know because I was, I was 16 and dumb. Right. Well, I've we never been in a, I say, never been in a relationship. Never had. <laughs> that's not Could have been his mama. You, know? you don't know. <laughs> oh, that would been, the look on her face. That would have been sorry. even creepier. <laughs> it's creepy anyway. Yeah. So oh, I, and that's not a normal conversation gross. you have with your kid. No. Nowadays you do, but that was back then. You didn't have conversations like that with your kid. Who would have thought? So, um, so that, that showed him his, anyway. So the next day he said, look, you could, I was trying to grab some stuff. He goes, look, you can come back tomorrow and get the rest of your stuff. Okay, fine. When I got back the next day, he had everything in a trash bag. So then you add top of everything else you're feeling worthless, pointless, be quiet, shut up. You're not important. Now, now you're thrown away. Right. You know, and I never thought about that. From you're my, reduced to yeah. a trash bag. And then the neat thing is, is my mind would not let my son go there. I never thought he got thrown away. I thought in my mind, he was out of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so he, I mean, it was so petty, Joanna, all the Disney tapes. I'm not into Disney, so now it's fine. But at that time, like, hey, where are the Disney tapes? Th- my mom bought them all, so she got them. Um, no, we bought a lot of those. I don't know. I lost them. Nice. So he didn't even, it was for the child and the child didn't even get it. Um, but all I cared was about having my son. So I didn't care about anything else because even the lawyer was like, my dad's the one. So finally about, mm, we thought he was going to file a divorce. So we were waiting for him to file the divorce. And he called like a couple of weeks later and said something about, oh, I miss you and Ooh. this and want you back. Oh, and I forget. I, and uh, he said these words. Oh, and I miss Stevie too. Uh-huh. He was an afterthought. Yeah. And I knew it. And that's what got me. That's when I went, no, we're done. Because I also wanted to promise my mom I'd never do leave again. And two, I realized that he was just an afterthought. And you know what dawned on me like a few months ago? He actually never apologized or repented. He never said Mm-mm. he was sorry for what he did. Mm-mm, they don't normally. No, he didn't. And, in, and that hit me the other day. I don't know why it just hit me the other day, but he did. So by this time now, I really don't like my life. I hate my life. My child also kept me safe. Because I probably would have killed myself. I had already tried to kill myself at 15. It was a dumb plan, but I actually executed that plan. But the Lord had stopped me. A whole nother testimony. Um, and then... Oh, I too also am an epic failure at, at suicide. suicide. <laughs> Thank God we were. We both failed at suicide. Epic failure. Yeah. Never told anybody. So if somebody's talking about suicide, you need to reach out to them. But for the most part, people don't talk about... The, those who are really contemplating it, they're not... Going to tell you. Nobody knew when I did. No, mine either. I never spoke about it. Me neither. I didn't tell anybody until I was Mm -mm. given a testimony one time. Yep, me too. Um, So I hated my life. It was terrible. I mean, all I had ever wanted to do was grow up, get married, and have lots of kids. And and and, that was my goal too. That was my goal, and and that was not going well. And I didn't like who I was. I didn't like how I was feeling. And what it was is I was missing that relationship with the Lord. Because even though I claimed him, I didn't know him and I wasn't committed, but he was committed to me. So finally, I'm at a daycare. The daycare was a really great daycare. I really liked the lady there. And um, in the mornings, I would take him to his classroom. He had his little pencil box with his his, um, Capri Sun and a Pop-Tart. As long as he carried his little box, he was happy. Never mind, they were going to feed him when he got there. (laughs) <laughs> he had to have his stuff with him. It was so, his, his, his Linus well, blanket. Well, what I found out later is Stephen would not feed him sometimes. Or he would, and I don't think he, if he didn't feel like eating, the child didn't eat. So there was some abuse there. Um, so 
I'm standing at that. So I go and take him in. I go to sign my name or sign him in on the book. It's early in the morning, Joanna, when everybody should be coming in. A daycare worker should have been there. Nobody was in that, that room with me. Nobody was coming in. Nobody was going out. And I felt this warmth come across me like I was in a bubble. And I started having this conversation with the Lord. And it's something about, um, I'm like, you know, there's no such thing as queens and kings. That's just people given titles. I mean, there's no real ranking of people. And I'm like, fine. I'm like, Lord, I mean, I'm nothing but an ant that's squishable. And um, I heard him say, said, but through Christ, you are everything. And I was like, I remember listening to this because when, when he left, I started listening to Christian radio and I started listening to KHCB and I was listening to Chuck Swindoll in the mornings. And I remembered saying, wait, Chuck Swindoll said to give our lives to the Lord. I said, but I don't know how to. And I heard the song, what a friend we have in Jesus. Take it to him in prayer. So I screamed out in my heart, Lord, you can have my life. I don't like it. I hate it. I don't like my life. I don't want my life. You can have it because I don't like it. And I felt this release. And I said, I can't smile without you, but through you, I can smile. Because I used to be a really good fake smile, fake smiler. Everybody kept thinking, oh, look, at she's always so happy. Look at her face. I'd hear people talking. Yeah, it was such a, it was a fake smile. It really was fake. And um, so, and well, of course, I also said, Lord, I don't need a husband, but my son needs a father. And the Lord, the Lord has me repent on that part. <laughs> Uh, clearly yeah clearly he did but he did tell me but he did show me that he was going to be a father to the fatherless and put good men in his life so all of a sudden that that whatever bubble went away and i looked at the clock and realized the clock hadn't changed a bit i thought i'd been there for hours (laughs) minutes hours because i thought because my next one was i'm gonna be late to work and then i looked at the clock i'm like wait the time hadn't changed so um that's when my life started really trying to get my act together the Lord really used my little boy to keep me alive, just like what you said. And because of him, I had to really get my act together. I had known other people who had got pregnant and they moved back in there with their parents. But all they did was fight with their parents mm-hmm. and still want to go mm-hmm. out and party. I did not. They used to have to drag me out of the house. In fact, uh, one year um, I didn't know I had vacation at my new job. Nobody ever told me. And so I had this job and I've been accumulating vacation. I didn't know it. So I had to take a week off. They're like, hey, look, <laughs> you need to take some time off. So I took a whole week off. And by the end of the week, Jack and Jana were coming over and they're like, hey, let's go out. And I couldn't do it. I, I looked at Stevie. I said, no, I can't go out. That's okay. And Stevie looked at me, goes, no, go, mama. Go, go be with your Please. friends. <laughs> he, he, he was tired of me. <laughs> he needed a break. He needed a break. <laughs> so, um, but the consequences are, is all I had ever wanted was to get married and have a lot of children be a stay-at-home mom. I didn't get to do any of that. I didn't get to be a stay-at-home mom. I didn't get to have a whole lot of kids. But the Lord in his gracefulness, though, he did let me get married. And he's allowing me to use my job skills for ministry work. And he's given me great jobs. He's always blessed me through that. Taught me how to budget. Had to learn how to budget. That was not fun to learn either. And the Lord has slowly been working on making sure I get out of my, my shell. He, he's not letting me be a introvert and I had to get out of my books that I was always stuck in because I just rather read a book and stay in that world than the world I was in. He got me out of that and started really changing me into a whole another person. And then he let me meet Ray. And in fact, um, he let me meet him right after it took us a year to get divorced because my lawyer wanted to make sure she got the money for the child support, which I never went back. So whatever I got, 18 years later, I was still getting the same amount. Never took him back because I did not want him to come get his child. I didn't want him to have anything to do with his child because he didn't want him. He, he tried a couple of times to see him, but 
it, it, it was a failure every time because he would just quit seeing them. You know, he'd pick them up one time. Or he actually did some abuse to him. And then he disappeared for five years. Somehow, I guess he thought I wasn't going to find out because he threatened them. But I did find out and I did bring it up to him. And of course, he pretended he didn't know anything. And so he saw him like once or twice after that. Called him in when he was 18. From fifth grade till he was 18, he finally talked to him. And Stevie tried, but it was a, he, anyway, it went bad. Um, but then the Lord gives me a new marriage, but we didn't get married right away. We worked hard at it. The Lord was working on him. He was working on me. And, but I took a lot of this junk into our new marriage because I didn't know how to get rid of it, ladies. And that's what I want to talk, say about my testimony is about how do you move forward? Because you take it with you. You take that hurt, you take that pain, and you wind up covering it up and putting icing on top and then taking it with you into a new marriage. You have to get healed of it. So the Lord did heal me. That's what Joanna, I mean, I've done more healing. How long have I known you? Eight years? Yeah, probably. I've done more healing in the last eight years than I ever did before that because I couldn't do it on my own. Uh, Same here. (laughs) Same here. The Lord has used each other. Wait, first, what time is it, Anna? Oh, uh, two two hours, 13 minutes. Okay. So... The Lord yes. has done that with both of us. Yes. He's used each other to help heal each other. Yeah. It's just been really cool. It has been because sometimes you don't realize. Uh, it's not you're... always fun. Yeah. No. <laughs> because no. some of our, our broken hearts were, yeah. they're like shattered into I dust. I can't tell you for how long that even though Ray had never done anything to make me think he would leave me. It was always in the back of my mind. What if he leaves me? What if he doesn't want me? What if I'm terrible and he just wants to get rid of me? You know, even though he never said a word, never acted like it, I still brought it in with me in that fear and I had to get rid of that fear. And when you have a fear like that, you have a fear of then you can't get as close. And so we are going to go through, uh, ladies, we are going to talk about our relationship with Jesus because I had to build a better one to be have a better relationship with my husband. You know, yeah. I'm not going to say we have a perfect marriage because we don't. We've had, but because we, we've had to learn a lot. And part of it was because of my mess, that consequences that we're telling you about. I took it with me and we've had to really work through some of it. Cause like I said, I had a hard trouble getting touched, uh, uh, hugs, anything like that. That, in fact, what really got me better, I have to say it is because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Because there were so many people hurting, they needed a hug. <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, society was telling us to stay away from each other and don't hug, but there were so many people hurting, they needed a hug. And so I started hugging because there were people who needed it. Yeah. So the Lord changed that in yeah. you. Yeah. So, um, so one thing about our, our testimonies is that they were, um, one of the same things is that the, is that the Lord did healing yes. afterwards. But it wasn't you know? easy. No, it's it hard. Wasn't, it wasn't easy. You got to do what the Lord tells you to do. Yeah. And like, um, like, hug, hug, like if I got mad, you know, the first thing that the Lord's going to do, uh, the, the enemy's going to do is tell you, don't do it. So if I got mad, you know, whatever reason, usually it was me. Um, you know, if I got mad at Ray for whatever reason, it was always on me. You know, but first thing I do is I didn't want to kiss him. And the Lord would be like, no, you are going to <laughs> go uh, kiss him goodnight. Yes. Yeah. Because that's just a tool to uh, yeah. move y'all away from each other. Yeah. So do exactly what the enemy yeah trying to get you not to do. So one of the things that um, I wanted to do as soon as John left was, um, well, fine. If he's going to go cheat, 
But I didn't know that that's what was actually going on, but I knew that he left and I knew that he was a cheater. And I'm like, fine, I can make myself feel better. And I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to go cheat too. And the Lord says, really, we're going to jump down into that muddy pit with him. No, honey, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to rise above and we're going to stand on this little pedestal away from that mess. I wasn't on a pedestal, but the Lord had me elevated. Yeah, out of that mess. And yeah, we. I wasn't going to jump down into the um, pit with John. The Lord had other plans for me. He's like, you know, we're not, we're not going to do it that way. Yeah, he actually made you become a better wife. Oh, he, yeah, that's a whole nother yeah. podcast. <laughs> Yeah. So um, I learned all kinds of, listen, we go through things on purpose. Yeah. The Lord allows us and the word is allow. He allows us to experience things because during, nobody wants to go through the journey. They want to <sighs> all automatically jump to <sighs> the end, but it's in the middle when the Lord <sighs> does his stuff with us. He changes yes. us. He grows us. He um, pulls things out of us that, that the enemy put in, and he puts things in of him. I, I talked to you about the, the butterfly. When the butterfly is actually going into cocoon, it's actually eating itself to become that into that cocoon. And that's what the Lord's telling us is we have to die to ourselves. Yeah. And he starts taking things that need to be dead and making them dead, dead. And he doesn't resurrect that. We resurrect it. He does yes, not. Agreed. We have to leave it dead. Like pride. Like... Um, uh, selfishness and hatred and anger bitterness bitterness oh yeah temper tantrums thank you for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be if we encourage you today visit us at moderndayabigails.com remember you are loved cherished and prayed over you